All right, guys, welcome to a special episode 16 of Beef's Beef. I have a uh, pretty special guest on today. Uh, one of my one of my friends, actually, that I got uh, that was lucky enough to meet last season while he was here playing basketball for the University of Louisville. On the phone from across the across the pond, I have my buddy Tony Hicks. How are we doing today, Tony? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing great, man. Uh, by the way, before we start anything, thanks again for coming on. I know it's it's late over there. You actually told me it's five hours ahead, so it's actually almost yeah. ten o'clock where you're at. Yeah, it is. Uh, after this, I'll probably just be heading heading to bed, to be honest. I hear you. So, uh, what time? Like, what time of day do you guys do practice normally? And what, like, what's it like, kind of being over there? Uh, you know, getting getting into playing and stuff like that, and and everything. Right, right, right. So uh, we we play our games on the weekend, whether that be. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we normally don't. We normally have a Friday, Sunday. It's rare that we have just one game on the weekend. But uh, other than that, you know, practice goes on throughout the week. Uh, normally around like 9:30 a.m. something like that. And then everything is right there at the facility. We've got a weight room, pool, sauna, all of that type of stuff. So we can just do that whenever we want. And then I'm usually done with my day basketball-wise, that is, around, like, 1.30. Which I'm sure that's a huge difference from when you were here because I'm sure you were used to going with Coach Patino. You were used to going really early in the morning and then another one in the afternoon or at nighttime. Yeah, well, guys had class. My situation was a little different. I was a grad student, so I had all online classes in my – so that would normally be at night. But, uh, yeah, so we split the gym with uh, – there's like a university here also, so we split the gym with them. So normally in order for us to get time to shoot on our own or extra like that, we normally have to come in like pretty early or later later in the afternoon. And I'm an early riser. Like I've always been one of those guys that can just get up and go work out and stuff. So I try to do that just about every day, go shoot uh, around like 7 or so. And then uh, – then I'll just wait for practice after that. Uh, I got yoga tomorrow. Actually, I go. I do yoga once a week, also on Tuesdays. Nice. So, yeah. So a lot of people, for for some people that don't really know, uh, Tony was a grad student at Louisville. He came from Penn, uh, out of Chicago. Man, I was reading some stuff up on you. You were actually a 2012 Parade All American, the Chicago Catholic League Player of the Year, uh, All State. ESPN Illinois uh, Player of the Year, Chicago Sun Times All Area Selection. So, being being all of that stuff, what made you essentially choose to go to Pennsylvania when it seems like having all those accolades, you could probably have gone anywhere you wanted? Right, right. Uh, well, I initially was a football player. I really didn't take basketball seriously until like my sophomore year. So. Um, like the high school I went to is uh, traditionally a football school. I chose that to go play football, um, and I had a knee surgery going into my sophomore year, and I ended up missing football season. And then I was back for basketball season. It was just a minor knee surgery, and so I ended up playing on varsity that year, and I played pretty well. And that was when we had our, um, our first year head coach, Gary DeCesar, who's like. Uh, known really all across the country by every college coach. He ran the ABCD All-American camp. He had over over like 50 D1 players. He, he's really known in New York. He coached St. Ray's in the Bronx, had a lot of good players and a lot of good teams there. And he kind of just sat down with me and let me know, like, you know, if you take this serious, you can be really good. So that's something that I kind of started to do. And since I came on so late, you know, guys had already been playing 
AAU. You know, now now guys are getting offers in eighth grade, freshman year. So I really didn't get any until the summer going into my senior year. So with that being said, I didn't really I didn't really know where I would stand against certain guys and things like that. And I knew I wanted to go somewhere where I was really wanted and would be needed to to play basketball right away. And that was they were the most consistent school. And obviously the academics would will help me for the rest of my life. You know, you can't play basketball for forever. And oh. some of the connections and stuff that I made are just unbelievable. Exactly. So you kind of felt like coming in a little late, you were kind of behind the eight ball on the recruiting yeah. aspect going into basketball, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, so like that summer going into my senior year, I kind of sat down with Coach D, and I was like, I wasn't worried, but I was just asking, like, are you like, like are you, how do you think I'm going to be? Like, you think I'm going to end up getting a scholarship? And he's like, don't worry about it. You're, you're going to be fine. Just uh, just go out there and play your game. And then that summer, I picked up about one tournament. I picked up about 10 offers. So that was just like really, uh, really uh, welcoming and like seeing all that hard work paying off. So it, it meant a lot. For sure. So just a little side note, what position did you play when you played football? Uh, I was a quarterback, but... Uh, so I played football since I was six. Like this was this was my love. I played football since I was six. Um, was a quarterback, but you know when you're young, you kind of play everything. Yeah. And at the high school that I went to, my freshman year, they kind of played me quarterback, receiver, kick returner. I kind of did a, did a lot. And uh, it's funny because my high school, at the high school that I went to, was all boys, and so like Catholic school. So a lot of the coaches for football as well as basketball were teachers and things like that and the head coach would be calling me out of class they, was, they were still trying to get me to come play like really bad but uh I kind of had already made up my mind I had kind of turned the corner and saw a lot of growth in my basketball game so I was stuck it, with it did, did that knee surgery even though you said it was minor kind of have something to do with it too because you realized that legs and all that type of stuff kind of hurt you when you're playing football <laughs> no not at all it wasn't a it wasn't a specific play or anything like that it kind of kind of just eroded so I'll, I'll just tell you guys what happened i uh, i had some torn cartilage but it wasn't torn all the way off so they just went up in there and kind of cleaned it up and stuff like that okay but it wasn't it wasn't like a torn acl or torn meniscus it was it was just something that happened over time you know what i mean just wear and tear on the body you know i've been an athlete for since, since I was born, pretty much. <laughs> I got you. So, so since you've uh, let left the University of Louisville after last season, let everybody know kind of like what what kind of happened after you after the game against Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like what did you go to some pre draft camps and, and kind of got a little feedback from that, and then or did you just go all right? I'm going straight for the overseas route. Uh, I like that's the, my that's where my game's going to play, or or what what did you do? have connections in the NBA like the Celtics are actually coming to play here um, on Thursday and my head my head coach from Penn who recruited me is the uh, is one of the assistant the top assistants for the Celtics but for me it was just like I kind of knew where I stood at that time to be honest I didn't really I didn't play a ton uh, I know what I'm capable of and things like that but I, I'm just a realist as well um, so I just I actually went out to LA I signed with an agent I went out to LA uh, worked out. I was actually born in LA, so I was with family and things like that. But I worked out um, with Paul George's brother for about a month and a half, and that was really good for me. I worked out with Paul a couple times, and um, for me, it was just a mindset that I was trying to work on more than anything. And I know there's things that I needed to prove, and I'm pretty much doing that right now. So 
other than that, uh, I signed kind of kind of late. I came back home, was just working out and stuff like that. I work out with, you know, Chicago's got tons of basketball players, a lot of guys that I'm cool with. Pretty much, I pretty much know every basketball player out of Chicago. And uh, with one of my best friends is who I normally work out with a lot, and we work out with Jacob Pullen. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yeah, Jacob Pullen, Kansas State, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Work out, I was working out with him a lot and just learning a lot. And uh, I got this offer around around mid-August, and then I was like, talk to, talk to people, talk to my uh, former college coaches for the Celtics. He's like a mentor to me. I talk to him all the time. Um, and they said it's the start. You know what I mean? So everything happens for a reason, and I'm doing very well over here right now. So I'm I'm pretty much confident. So, everything that's going on. so kind of building off that because I I, I don't want to skip. I want to come back to the part with the Celtics, but uh, mm-hmm. let everybody know like where you're playing because I know some people know that Boston is playing in in London, but let everybody know exactly where you're playing at. Um, so I am about thirty minutes southeast of London. Uh, the town is called Guilford, but the name of our team is Surrey Scorchers. The S- Surrey is the county that I live in that we live in but uh we we train here at the surrey sports park we're kind of on the university of surrey's campus and we play all throughout the country it's the top league here uh nate Britt had actually just signed with a team here a couple uh couple weeks ago okay yeah yeah i don't know how he's doing right now i haven't been like i I don't really keep up with the other teams i kind of just focus on what we got going on for sure and we, we we actually play them like next week i'm pretty sure How's your uh, how's your season going? Like how's your in, first, first let's start individual. Like how how are you playing and and uh, does your team? Do you project your team to probably make the I guess what, what the playoffs in in your league and right 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 yeah we should uh we should make the playoffs. We're right now we're tied for third. Um, we're about midway through the season. So the way they do it here, they do it by point system. So the teams who have the most uh, wins. Mm-hmm. That you get two points for win, so it doesn't really matter about how many losses you have. We have quite a few more losses than other teams, but we played seventeen games, and I think the next team has to only play like fourteen. So there'll be some weeks in in uh, February where we'll have some time off to just let those other teams beat up on each other. But right now we're tied for third, so we wouldn't we wouldn't drop too far, and we kind of control our own destiny at this point. For me, exactly, I'm playing pretty well. Um, I'm averaging around 17 points, five assists, four rebounds, uh, like a little bit over two steals. I'm like top, I might be number two in the league in steals right now. Um, I'm shooting really well, shooting shooting about 50, 51% from two, around 36, 37 from three, about 80 from the line right now. So I'm doing really well, and, uh, and that's only in like 25 minutes. Uh, we, got, we got 10 guys on our team, and we kind of all play. Uh, uh, we not the same amount of minutes, but everybody plays. So you know what I mean. So it's not like I'm playing 35 minutes. You know, you go to the top teams in in Europe and even in the NBA, unless you're like Russell Westbrook or something like that, you're yeah. only playing like 20 minutes. So it's about what you do with that time and being efficient. So uh, you playing in in uh, Europe league? I know you hear stuff from like leagues in China and stuff to where. They can only play a certain amount of what they call foreign players, like Americans. Do you guys have a rule like that on your old team that you can only play a certain amount of Americans at one time? Yeah, so we can only we're only allowed to have in this league three Americans on the team. Yeah, and two 
Well, so I'm in England, so they, they kind of don't really like to say that they're a part of Europe. So you can have three Americans on your team and two Europeans, so two people who aren't from England. Oh, okay. And then that's five guys, and then the rest can be from wherever. So we have about, we have like six guys who are from here, in, here from here in England. They're all right around, they're all from right around in this area, in the in London area. And then uh, myself, uh, Alex Owumi, who is, uh, he's about 33 now, but he played at Georgetown. Um, he's an American. Um, Gerald is from Amsterdam. Elias played at St. Peter's, and he's from Sweden. So, yeah, that makes, about, that makes up about our whole team. Okay. And so, you playing over here, I mean, you played in Chicago, you played in Pennsylvania, and you played here. What would you say is probably, like, the biggest difference in, like, the culture and, and, and how the game is played over there? Because I know, like you said, you're only allowed the three Americans and the three Europeans, so that's obviously going to be different because, they're, I mean, there's not really a language barrier because you're in an English-speaking right. area, but yeah, there are some players on your team. Yeah, that's a blessing for my first year. But uh, the biggest difference, uh, that's not really a cultural difference because I am in an English-speaking country, and that's I think that's just a big plus for me, especially being my first year. But playing-wise, the biggest difference is uh, the ball movement. The ball moves from side to side a lot faster. Um, there's not there's not as much dribbling going on. I think that's just I think that's just the European game, though. In general, in America or in the NBA, for example, there's a lot there's a lot of ISO ball. Um, you have a lot more playmakers, guys who can just make plays for themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kudos, to, kudos to America for that. Yeah, but for sure. I think over here you got you. They they like to move the ball side to side a lot more. Get the defense moving and um, everything. I feel like around the world eventually ends in a pick and roll. But for 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 most part, I would just say that the side to side ball movement is a uh, is a uh, is the biggest difference. So do you uh, do you ever? Or who who would you say last year on the team that you were probably the closest to, like your your closest friend on the team? Mm, that's tough. I really was close with a lot of the guys on the team, but if I had to say one guy per se, I would say either Mango or Jalen. Mango or Jalen, and both of those guys have have now left. Jalen is playing in the the G League. Mango actually surprised a lot of people and made the made the Hornets final roster, which is great. I mean. It's great for him because it's always good to see guys come from this area and, and do and do well on the next level. Uh, you keep yeah. up with those guys at all and you know see how they're doing. Yeah, I keep up with those guys. I keep up with most of the guys from the team who who left, and a lot of guys who are on the team still now. And that just that just makes me feel good. You know what I mean? To know that that they're doing well, and it also lets me know that like I'm on the right path. So you know what I mean? I play. With those guys I know what it is like I worked out with those guys all the unseen hours that people don't see that just lets me that just makes me feel good uh it's kind of comforting and I'm just really happy for them they got that opportunity and they were prepared so you mentioned that you still keep in touch with some of the guys that are on the team have you have you talked to them and I know you're busy with your season and they're in the middle of their season but I mean I'm sure even though you're over there you've you've had to have seen what's kind of gone on in the past four or five months have you gotten any feeling on like how how they think the season's going to go. I mean, we've kind of seen, you know, it's we're, we're obviously struggling. We've got four losses, and three of them are in road games. But have you gotten any feedback on, like, how the players are feeling? Like, do they think anything's going to come of it? or? Uh, no, nah, I've talked to uh, 
quite a few other guys. I've talked to Q. I've talked to Dang. I've talked to Ray, even VJ. They're 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 fine. They're they're so mentally strong. Like we, they've already been through so much that they know that if they just stick with it, everything will be fine. It's a long season. Um, conference play is just starting, so they keep their nose down, keep working, and everything will be all right. Yeah, so you you mentioned a lot of guys, but one name I didn't hear you mention was uh, Donovan Mitchell. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, playing alongside of him, I mean, last season, I mean, it had to be a fun thing to do. Did you have you gotten a chance to speak with him? And did you kind of see? Could you see as you were playing alongside him and like working out next to him that maybe something like mm-hmm. this would happen? Uh, well, we chat we chat from time to time. I actually talked to him a few days ago. Um. You know what? Like Donovan is like it's really it's really uh a weird situation. Like playing with him last year, I knew that he was good enough to play in the NBA. He has this he just has a this like almost Westbrook like motor, somewhat like Terry did. I I don't well, I didn't play with Terry, but Coach P would talk about that all the time. Yeah. His motor is just kind of like. It's, it's kind of like something that you've never seen, and it's just him playing really hard. You know what I mean? He practiced that way. So when he gets to the game, it's kind of it's not it's kind of easy. But to see him doing it at this level, um, it's not I'm not I'm not too surprised because he like he isn't really doing anything that I haven't seen before. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, so like you can tell that he's just oozing with confidence though, and that's that's really the most important thing at this point when you get to the NBA because all like everybody's good. But if you're confident, especially being a rookie, and things have been rolling for him as as we've seen, sky's gonna be the limit now because he's kind of he's kind of I don't want to say put the fear into opponents, but people he has a target on his back now. He knows that people know who he is, so he's gonna come out like he always does and play and play really hard and. He's he's gonna have a, a great career. I'm really happy for him. Well, so far. not only he's not. I, I agree with you with the target on his back because now you got guys like okay, we can't take this guy lightly. But then you right. see the superstars and you know some of their I consider that are gonna be the all time greats. Your your LeBrons, your Durants, your your Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. your Mellos, your Paul Georges are stopping after the game and talking mm-hmm. to him. You don't mm-hmm. see it's almost like okay, we're gonna pass the torch to this guy in a couple of years. We got to kind of get in his head and let him know this is what you're kind of going to go through. That to me is one of the coolest things to see because you just see like, okay, we recognize that this guy's got something special. We kind of got to let him into this brotherhood and let him know that you know if he needs anything, we'll help him out with that. Right, and that's that, and that's like, I know that means the world to him. He's so humble, and he looks up to some of these some of these these superstars that you're talking about so much. And for him to be playing against them now and for him to get that recognition, like you just said, like Westbrook is like, like, if, if like, <laughs> I don't want to, like, put him on the spot or anything, but this guy loves Westbrook so much. And to see that <laughs> after the game, I know how much that meant to him, you know what I mean? And for him to, to, to actually go through that, he's the type of kid that's not going to get big-headed at all about that. He, that he's just going to remain humble and just keep working. And that's, that's really what's got him to where he is today. And that's that's one of the biggest things that I've that I've learned from him, and I appreciate about him. So you you uh, like we were speaking earlier uh, with all those accolades coming from Chicago, and you saying you know so many of those Chicago area players. I was surprised to see, man, that you being a Chicago guy, you said that the best player you have played against is C.J. McCollum. Is uh-huh. that is that something you would still say, or have you you feel like you've played against 
better players now, or would you still stick with the CJ McCollum? Um, I said that. I said that. What in the in the Louisville program, right? Yeah, you said that in the media guide. Now, is right, this right, is right. this was this in a game against Lehigh when you were at Pennsylvania, or was just just uh? Yeah, it was a game. It was a game. It was my freshman year, so uh, I wasn't. I was not gonna say I was starstruck or anything because he had he was still in college at the time. But yeah. the way the year before, I had saw what he did in the tournament, and the way that. They beat us by about 15, but the way he he probably had about 25 points, but the way that he did it, it was just it it was the easiest 25 points that I've ever seen somebody score. Um, from that time, from from my freshman year up until last year, uh, I've seen like I've, what I've seen him do in the NBA is just it's kind of unreal. He's really the same player, but everything's just fine tuned. He's making making shots, you know what I mean, on the highest level. So. Uh, I don't know if I would stick with that now. Um, I probably would. Jabari Parker is is really good. Um, yes, he is. I don't think I don't think people really understand it. Um, he well, he's been hurt, but he's a hell of a player. This guy is really explosive. He's he's a lot more explosive than people think for his size, the way that he moves. It's kind of unreal. But um, also playing with Paul George this summer, I kind of I kind of. I gotta give it to. I don't know. That's tough because then I've also played with Anthony Davis, so it's so it's really tough. Um, it kind of it kind of sucks. You talking about these Chicago guys? You really think that? Mm-hmm. I mean, Davis is is kind of been a little bit known for having knickknack injuries, but you think about like Chicago guys. I mean, obviously Benji Damn. Wilson, which that was uh, obviously worse than an injury, but then you have yeah. guys like Derrick Rose. Jabari Parker and other like guys that are like destined for a su- for a superstardom, and then they get plagued by injuries. I, it it kind of sucks because there's so many guys that you see coming from that area that could have been so good. Like again, it's the jury's still out on Jabari Parker. When he's played, he's looked great. But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly with the Jabari Parker thing. Jabari Parker could be to me an all star if he wasn't hurt all the time. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, and I think that he will one day. To be oh, honest, for he's, sure, he's that he's that good. And uh, from what I, from everything that I've heard and videos that I've seen of him working out now, he he looks he looks like the same player. So uh, I still think sky's the limit for him. He's still very young. He he came into the NBA at nineteen, so and, he still got a ton of time. And think about and what I'm, that team's gonna be like if he gets completely healthy. Good lord, that team could be scary. Exactly, <laughs> that could be really scary. Uh, uh, so you you came like I said from Pennsylvania and uh-huh. like you played there for you played three full seasons and then you sat out your senior year because uh-huh. of uh, you know a misunderstanding with your with your coach and everything. But uh, what would you say like the biggest difference was playing in the Ivy League and the ACC? I mean I know there's different styles and stuff like that, but I mean and there's obviously a different talent level. But what would you say is the biggest difference playing from those two conferences? Um, the biggest difference is the speed of the game. And the the length of the threes, fours, and fives. So passes, passing angles, normal passes that you would be able to make aren't going through things, just things of that nature. Uh, it's still basketball at the end of the day, and I've still played against high major teams while I was at Penn. So I kind of was used to it, but just practicing against it every day. And I also played last year. At Louisville, one of the biggest teams in the country, so yeah, that, that that's like a that's like a that's a big difference. But 
I would just say like the speed and the the size and the threes, fours, and fives. Most of the time in the Ivy League, I kind of would be able to guard a a three, a small forward. Uh, In the ACC, that's probably not happening. Those guys are like six eight, and you know what I mean. And they're just gonna go to the rim, and I'm either gonna foul or they're gonna score it. So. Um, that's pretty much the biggest difference. I, I, I really never played point guard, to be honest. Uh, I kind of was a shooting guard at Penn, um, just by necessity and what our team had on the roster. So, But if I got a rebound and things like that, I could bring the ball up. But I really wasn't a point guard, not until last year when I really started to to play for Coach P. He kind of uh, molded me into that and just kind of changed my mindset on the game of basketball as a, in general. So are you playing point guard now in the, in the league that you're in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played nothing but point guard since I've been here. Nice. So uh, you you were only here for one season, like we said. and mm-hmm. uh, But when you were here, who would you say was like the the hard, the player that you did that you hated playing against? Or I mean, I'm sure the competitor in you is going to say nobody. But the who would you say was probably the toughest person you had to guard uh, while you were here? team or just in, in uh, let's go let's go both i mean it's probably going to be donovan because i mean with what he's doing now and like you said how hard he worked but maybe maybe you may surprise me and say somebody different but we'll go in practice and then uh in a team that that you maybe played last season in practice i would actually you guys are going to be surprised and if you actually like asked a lot of people on the team they probably would tell you the same thing i'm gonna say it was in it was either david levich or or ryan mcmahon I could see Ryan McMahon because Ryan McMahon is one of those guys that you got to guard when he comes in the gym. Dude can shoot from anywhere. They were actually very tough to guard. It was just unorthodox. It was a little, it was different. It's different than what you're used to guarding. So I kind of would give them guys an edge, and then after that it would be Donovan and and Dangadell. But, um, Going speaking on just in general, I gotta think about I gotta think about games that I played a lot of minutes though because I wouldn't want to say like if I only guarded a guy one possession for sure one or two possessions for sure. Um, I probably I can't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it to a, one player in particular. I'm gonna give it to a team, and that is Virginia. Virginia, they yeah. There's are, so much movement yeah. on that offense, man. Yeah, and it's the same. The thing is, it's the same movement, but it's constant. It's so constant, and their bigs are very active and great screeners. Um, that's just something that's really tough to guard because they can shoot the ball well. They pass the ball well. They're not gonna. They're not a team that's gonna beat themselves. They stick to their system. Those teams are always really hard to defend. Teams that stick to their system and uh, and just like screen really well, move really well off the ball. On the ball is not. I, I'm a pretty good on the ball defender, so I wouldn't really, you know what I mean. Yeah. I've never like gotten like cooked or anything like that. Yeah. But off the ball, it's, it's just really tough, especially playing in loud arenas and stuff like that. You can't always, you don't always hear the screens, you don't always know what's coming, and that's just really tough. It, it was funny because I remember the first time I met you, we were actually uh, hanging out at the Harvest Homecoming, and mm-hmm. you know I was like, oh, it's pretty cool hanging hang out with the guy that's playing at Louisville, and you know I asked you a couple questions, and I was like, man, I keep hearing that you're a really good defender and you were like that's weird because I've never been known as a good defender until I got here it's just you know, because I'm quick <laughs> that is so weird though it really is so weird but the thing is like in high school my high school coach would always tell me like you know you could be a really great defender if you like 
if you if you wanted to if you like really tried. I've always been just like a scorer, you know what I mean. But developing different aspects of your game is something that makes you a complete player. And if you're gonna play at a higher level and play at the highest level, you need to be as complete as possible. You need to be really good at one thing, and then you need to be really well at everything else. And uh, I just knew coming in a Louisville that if we were going to be good, that that was something that I was going to have to do. And if I was going to be able to contribute, that was something that I was going to have to do. So that was just something that I really tried to focus on. And it kind of, it kind of, it kind of just kind of how it went. Like we would play once, like when I first got there, we were playing once and not, not a whole lot of guys were scoring on me. And they were like, they were like kind of like looking at each other. Like, yo, this guy kind of got strapped. Like he's kind of, he's kind of locking us up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I kind of just took it and ran with it. Yeah, so you were you were here for like we said one season, but did did you kind of get how big the rivalry is between Louisville and Kentucky? And, and you only like I said, you only played them once, but I mean, how did that feel to hold serve at, at home and beat them in the only time that you played them? Yeah, I can uh, I can definitely just tell how huge it is. Uh, it, I mean, even if you just think about how huge college sports is in the state of Kentucky, there are no pro teams, so it's either it's either red or blue, and uh, you can you could definitely just feel the energy leading up to the game that whole week before. You could just tell that Coach P was kind of on edge. Some of the assistant coaches were just kind of on edge. They wanted everything to be perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you just got that feel of how serious it was, and uh, walking into the arena. Uh, coming out for warm ups, you know, you could just you could just feel the energy, and also playing against a team like like those guys, um, they always have a good team. So, and we normally always have a good team. So it it was just a huge game. Yeah, I, I remember being at that game, man. I was it was weird because normally the games on like a Saturday afternoon. This year it was even worse than what it last. Mm-hmm. Like I actually liked it last year because it was on a it was in the evening time on a Wednesday, but this right, year it was right, at right. one o'clock on a Friday afternoon. So that was terrible, but. It was it was like the whole day built up to it, and it was like, all right, this is Louisville, Kentucky. You're playing in the Yum Center. Like both teams are good, and then we come out and it didn't look good at first, and then we kind of held, kind of held, like I said, just held, held into what we were doing. And then mm-hmm. my favorite play from that game, I, mean, I know you got to remember when Q dropped Bam out of bio to his ankles. Oh man, <laughs> that was ridiculous. You know, I kind of did not expect that. I, nobody I did. Not did. Expect it at all. He just dropped him. His, his knee buckled, and then uh, did he did he dime it off? Did he get an no, assist? No, no. He actually no, took he it. He it took up. it to he the rack and laid it in. Yeah, he laid it in, and that was just that was unreal. Uh, he played his he played his he played out of his mind that game. I'd say that's uh, the best game he's played here, other than maybe uh, the tournament his freshman year. He had a pretty good game against NC State, but that mm. game right there is just one that will always stick out with at least me as a Louisville fan with with Quentin Snyder. Yeah, he played his mind out. I couldn't be mad at all. Uh, everything he he played his mind out, and I know that means so much to him, especially being from here. So uh, I was just really happy for him. I'm really ha- I was so happy we got the win because I think I don't think we would have. I think it was on the twenty first. Uh, I don't think we would have. I don't yeah. think we would have been able to go home for Christmas if if we would have lost that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so you say you still you still keep in touch with some of those guys and you were close to a pretty good amount of them. You got to give us a, a good story. Yeah, it can be it can be more than one if you couldn't just narrow it down to one. Just a good funny story that that nobody's really heard. Mm, 
you know, like, I, I really was uh, thinking about this, and, like, I can't really, I cannot really think of one good story in particular, you know, but, like, just every day in practice was just the most fun, you know. Coach P would say some of the most outrageous things. Sometimes, all of our coaches would. Sometimes, like, you would think that that was their goal for the day, to say the most outrageous thing possible. <laughs> uh, like, Oh, man, like, they would say all types of things, like, uh, it's not a Chinese fire drill, just just, just some off-the-wall stuff, and the camaraderie and the way that everyone supported each other is kind of like, I haven't I haven't really been on a team like that ever, to be honest, and, I, and, to, and to be coming from a smaller school in Penn and going to L, that's not really something that I expected, to be honest. I kind of thought it would be the other way around. So but it, it wasn't. So if you don't have a, a good story, like who was the who was the clown on the team? Oh my god, cute. Okay, so I, I I feel like everybody says this when they get asked, but it is it is so ridiculous. Cute and Ray, when they are together, it is the funniest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> I feel like I feel like when guys get this get access on the team in different interviews and things like that, everybody always says this, but. Yeah, until you're actually in a locker room or around them at the same time, you don't, you really don't understand. Like, I, like Q, Q and Ray will be walking somewhere, and, like, we'll, we'll be walking past a group of people, and Q will say, hey, Ray, you know what, man? Like, I'm really glad you beat that Ray charge. He was, and he was, and, and he would say that as people were walking past, so they'd be like, "What?" Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? And he would, they, it would just be some off the wall stuff, and like them together, they really deserve their own show. Like, <laughs> if they had some cameras following them, they would have so many views. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, so one more question for you: You being a football guy, I know you won't be awake mm-hmm. for it because it's it's ten twenty right now. But mm-hmm. first of all, how dope is it that Kendrick Lamar is doing the halftime show for the championship game tonight? You got? Are you are you a Kendrick you know guy? What? I didn't even I didn't even know that. You see, I'm so like I'm so like disconnected from America. I didn't even know the championship was tonight. Yeah, the championship is tonight. Who who are you wow. taking? Georgia or Alabama? You gotta go with Bama. It's it's just, tough. I don't want them to win, but I can't disagree with you like this. Yeah, it's it's, it's just, a well oiled machine down there. Yeah, they're just a pedigree. They just got the pedigree. It's like that's like that's like they're kind of like the Patriots now. You know what I mean? They, For sure. Like, it's kind of you kind of just expect them to win. You'd be shocked if they lost. Yeah, well, Tony, man, I appreciate it so much you coming on here, especially with it. it like I said, it's ten twenty over there, but man, I appreciate mm-hmm. it so much, and you know, hopefully in the future I can get you on again, man, and and kind of catch up and see how your season went and everything. Yeah, no problem, no problem. I'll be back uh, to the states sometime in uh in May, hopefully later in May, than earlier in May, because that would have mean we've made it far in the playoffs. So for sure. Uh, but other than that. Yeah, it was great. Talk, it's a great talking to you. All right, man. We'll have to link up when you get back in town, man. So uh, you have a good one, man. Keep keep killing over there in your season, man. I know. I know when you were here, I was always like, man, why is Tony not playing more? Like, I just know that I knew as a fan that what you could bring to the table. Thank you. I really appreciate that. But, and uh, everything happens for a reason. So I just stick with it. Everything will be fine. I'm not. I'm not concerned at all. I'm doing really well. For right sure. Now. By the way, man, I'm getting some. I'm getting some shirts made. I may have to mail one over to you. Get you to wear it. Put on your Instagram. I see you got oh, a yeah. lot of followers. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's cool. All right, man. Well, you have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks for you. having me. 
So guys, that was uh, that was again my my buddy Tony Hicks. I hope hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed what we had today. Uh, keep liking, keep sharing. I got a, a lot of good guests coming up. That's just the beginning. I got another one lined up for this weekend. So keep liking, keep sharing, doing everything like that, and I'm gonna keep pumping these out as quick as I can. So uh, have a good one and uh, try to stay warm because it's supposed to get cold again. <laughs>